You're listening to the Up In Your Business podcast, episode 026. On this show, we talk about how to find a cause and getting through the difficult dip along the way. Let's face it. We are all our own biggest advocates and our biggest deniers, right? I mean, that voice in our head, the lizard brain going, you can't do it. What are you thinking? You know, that and my problem over the last 12 months, 14 months, whatever, was I let that voice completely take over. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast. I am your host, Angus Nelson. I am super happy you're here today. If this is your first time joining me, uh, thank you for taking the time out. I hope you have a fantastic time while you're here. I just want to share with all of you a little nugget here from the iTunes uh, rate and reviews. Uh, A user named 61North said, I'm hooked. Episode 25 was my first episode, and what a great way to jump in. Great discussion and tons of thoughtful content. Working my way back through the previous content now. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, 61 North. I really appreciate that. And there's several others. If you have not taken an opportunity to get onto iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you go on there and do so. And uh, the more that uh, people put uh, their ratings and reviews on there, the more likely others will find and become a part of this great community. So uh, this weekend, my... uh, I have two daughters. My oldest is 20, and the youngest is seven. And then I also have a son who's currently five. So I say that my middle daughter, that she is seven, because she just turned seven this weekend. And I have to tell you, it's bittersweet. Like, on one hand, you're super excited, and she's just blossoming and becoming such an incredible young lady. And at the same time, you know, dealing with, oh, my gosh, just not so long ago, she was in my arms. Wow, time passes so fast. And at the same time, like we have to recognize that because it goes by so fast, what we do today matters. The way that I invested in my daughter when she was younger, I'm seeing the results of that today. In my own life, where I have sown seed or been involved or intentional about something, I am realizing or experiencing those seeds that were planted. And that's kind of where we're headed today on the show. In this interview, we kind of explore what it is that we want to do and how to find the right thing to do and how to be the right person to do what you want to do. In addition, I have to I'm I'm laughing because uh we actually did almost the entire interview first before I realized that um I never hit record. And so when we uh had to go back and redo it again, uh we were able to make things a little more succinct, which is fantastic. Um but I also want to share with you a little bit of the revelation of that just to start us off and let you know that it's okay to make mistakes and to be human. So 
let's jump into this interview right now. Farg. Ah, uh, I just looked up and I'm like, uh, uh. I'm like, this is such an awesome interview. I was like, yeah, this is, gosh, this is going right where I wanted to go. And then I looked up and I'm like, it's not recording. Son of a motherless goat. Freaking fracking. Are you where you turn red when you're mad? Uh, am I? I've, yeah, I've... yeah, oh yeah. You are, especially your throat. Your throat is like bright mm. red. It's, it's traveling up. <laughs> like, like I was like, oh <gasps> shit, his head's gonna explode. What? <laughs> it's it's not it's not the first time this happened. Um, <laughs> what do you want to do? Because I think you need a minute. Like, oh. Ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So we'll make this a little more succinct. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Are you okay with time? Because if not, yeah, we can yeah, reschedule. I'm totally fine. Okay. Totally fine. Cool. I am going to get some water. Okay, do it. Do it's, it. Right, it's right here. I just got it. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, CC. Great to have you on the show. What's been your favorite photograph you've taken recently? Hey, man. I'm psyched to be here. So this morning, actually, I took a really cool photograph. I was in Boston for uh, Creative Mornings Boston, and the sun was shining off this cool building that had a catwalk going across the street which I hadn't seen in years. And so I took a picture and it, it just, it, something about it, it was black and white, looked really, really cool. And uh, usually my favorite photo is the last one I took and that's the last one I've taken so far. And I loved it. <laughs> You're a New England raised storyteller, an explorer and a humanitarian. And I don't know if I'm going to get through this little intro. Um, he, <laughs> if you don't know CC, he's a thought leader in the online marketing space. He's the author of two books, Content Rules and Amazing Things Will Happen. He's worked with a variety of clients, including Nike, HBO, American Eagle Outfitters, uh, One Campaign, a whole bunch of others. That's the brief bio, CC. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add to that? Maybe I should talk for a few minutes so you can calm down, take a deep breath, maybe a couple of ums, you know, find your center, zen, drink your Coke or whatever. I mean, I, I do a lot of fun things. I mean, uh, currently I'm a consultant. I do a lot of projects. Uh, always looking for more work. That's always the, the, there's never enough work I found for myself. Um, cause I suck at doing biz dev. So that's my yeah. hardest thing. Yeah. Uh, I also teach, I'm an adjunct professor at Bentley university, which is a lot of fun teaching marketing and communications. I write, I take pictures. I got two awesome kids, the best wife in the world, a cool dog. Um, what else? I, I love to be outdoors and I love doing podcasts twice in a row. It's always fun. <laughs> But a bump. And so I brought you on this uh, podcast for a specific reason because yep. I know that your marketing chops, um, they are recorded multiple, multiple times on many different uh, media outlets. So I don't want to be another one just to add to that same, same minutia. So I brought you here because I want to talk to CC and kind of unpack or reverse engineer some of the things that make you who you are. Sounds and, good. Good. Cool. And uh, in addition, um, I think it's also should be stated that you and I first met each other around the whole concept of fatherhood. And, and I think yeah. that's why you and I really kind of connected. Uh, we came out of like a father, uh, the daddy blogging space uh, was part of your many iterations. Yeah, it was one of those things where I had been blogging. So I started, I wrote my first blog in 20, uh, 2002 and I 
found that whenever I wrote about my kids, people seemed to really connect with it, really enjoy those posts. So I said, hey, maybe I'll create a dad blog and created digitaldads.com. And it was fun because I know we've talked about this before. Some of the people I met through this space are some of my closest friends in the world and, you know, Dad 2.0 Summit and just that whole the, the community of guys and girls because there's plenty of moms who come to these events as well and stuff. There's just so many really, really good people and I think I think too the thing is that you know any community there's also bad people or not bad just different people but the you, you kind of find the people that share the same values and approaches to life with you and certainly we connected that way and mm-hmm. um, yeah the dad space was a fun space yeah and I I've just missed out on their uh, dad two summit that took place last week and I I'd made a decision this year that I was going to stay focused on on what I'm here to do. And that being yeah. just up in the up in your business podcast and and some other uh, personal goals that I have, and so I had to say no to something that I love, but yeah. um, I'm I'm saying yes to something that's going to do well for my family and future. Nice. Um, so here's the other pass, uh, facet of that: being a parent, you've got a son who's just getting ready to college. I've got a 20 year old that's in college. Um, you're an adjunct professor, as you stated, at the same school that you graduated yeah. from, right? Yeah. So what does it look like for you as the future for your kids in light of your experience actually now being in the school hands on? Well, it's interesting. So it's funny too because. Uh, I was told I would never get into the school, into Bentley. My guidance counselor said, you should apply elsewhere. You'll never get in there. So the fact that I'm teaching there and graduated from there fills me with (laughs) pride that I can't fully express. Um, But it is something that I do realize. is So I go out there and I look, and the the number one feedback I get from my, my students is it's really nice to have a teacher who's out there doing this stuff and teaching us it rather than mm. teaching from a textbook or something. Um, so that worries me a little bit. And I know because I, I, let's face it, a professor is their job is to be in the classroom. They're reading books. They may be paying attention online, but they're not actually out doing it. So I think that's one thing that adjunct professors bring to the equation that kind of gets overlooked a lot. Um, but the other thing I realized too, is I look at my kids. So I have a freshman and a junior right now. Uh, and so college has talked a lot about stuff. The, the, the interesting thing is, while I think having a degree is an important part for career success, I don't think you have to get it from the prestigious college unless you're going, you know, trust me, if you graduate from Harvard, that network is awesome to have, mm-hmm. but it all depends. Um, but there's also so many other ways to get an education. Um, like the concept, me and my daughter were talking about the concept of her taking a gap year, perhaps to, and you know, that was only the thing the rich kids did. They went yeah. to Europe backpacking, but no, she's thinking about maybe, maybe taking a gap year to volunteer. She's yeah. a freshman. I was never thinking of that stuff as a freshman. So I think it's, it's really interesting because I've had this really open conversation with my kids and my wife and I have, you know, talked a lot about it that, you know, we're not going to push them if they don't want to go to college or like my son isn't sure what he wants to do. So we're looking specifically at like state schools at the mm-hmm. moment because why go so into debt? I mean, I know I graduated with tens of thousands of dollars of debt, uh, and it took years and years to pay it off. And when people ask me, well, was it worth it? And I can't say for sure. I wouldn't mm. trade the friendships I made, but was it worth spending that much money? Did that much money get me to where I am today? And I don't know. Yeah. $200 a month till the apocalypse. I hear you. Yep. Yep. So, um, with that school back when, 
you were at that school. You were in drama, yeah, and you were in the arts. That took you into radio. Yeah, then that turned into um, um, you being in uh, podcasting. Yeah, and so it was two thousand four. Two thousand four was your first podcast. Yep. Right. December twenty first, two thousand four. So that was a reality bitch slap radio, which just the title alone just sounds <laughs> fantastic. And then, like a year later, you started um, Accent Hash, and that was uh, your music podcast. Yep. And then a year after that, uh, you started managing the gray. Right. And in fact, I, I remember reading in uh, I think it was Amazing Things. Uh, you you said something like managing gray helped you to learn that. Most people wanted some sort of personal development, uh, yeah. something to help yep. them move ahead. Like that was the the appeal, um, which I think is really interesting because we're going to come back to that when okay. we start talking about your career. You went from that into this little Rat Pack gathering. You want to explain who those people were, that cast of characters? Sure, I because I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so Media Hacks was a fun little group podcast that we did that Mitch Joel came up with the idea of. And it was Mitch Joel, Julian Smith, Chris Brogan, Chris Penn, Hugh McGuire, and myself. And we were all just friends. And we said, hey, let's do this podcast together. Uh, Mitch came up with the idea. And we would just sit down and we would talk about mainly marketing stuff and campaigns we saw. And we'd always have like, we'd always have a list like, you know, 20 things long and we'd go down rabbit holes and get to like two of them but it was just us being friends talking about stuff and it's funny to look back that you brought that up because you know you know looking where everybody's gone it's very different paths um but yeah we had fun and that's what you know the early days of podcasting everybody got a got a lot not everybody got along but you you know it was just we were doing it for the fun of it it wasn't like well how are you going to optimize this and monetize it wait we can get paid that'd be awesome but that's not what we're doing we're doing it because it was it was interesting. We knew that we we hoped that by us having the conversation, people would listen and get something out of it. At the end of the day, that's what it was. And plus, we enjoyed it. If it wasn't yeah. – my, my thing I used to always tell people is if you – it's still my guiding principle. I create – whether it's a photograph, a podcast, a book, whatever. I create to satisfy myself. I have to get pleasure, excitement out of creating it first. And then if anybody else – gets anything out of it that's the icing on the cake and it makes it so much worth and i've been very blessed and very lucky that a lot of what i've created people have gotten something from and that feels really good but i have always been driven by i have to get some fulfillment out of it otherwise the time is not worth it it's just not worth it yeah and i think definitely the creative side of you obviously has that appeal Uh, i want to dive a little bit deeper into that too Uh, so you were in kind of agency world you got to the point where you're basically wringing your hands and saying, I think I'm done with this. You get a call from Ann Handley. <laughs> uh, let's do this book. What do you think? And you said? No. I said, <laughs> we, I said why, does the, why does the market need a book about content marketing? Everybody's got f- – content's not rocket science. Anybody can figure it out. And this – that would have been 2009. And thankfully, she bought me breakfast and talked me out of it and made me write the book with her. <laughs> And, you know, that, and that's the thing, like I even with my colleague that I work with, with Jeremiah, you know, I, I tell him, you've forgotten more than most people have even come close to learning. For sure. And sometimes we need to take our own gifts or talents or insights that come really easy to us. Yep. And if we can reverse engineer that, I was just sharing this on our, our, our last show uh, with somebody, then, you know, it can be really powerful. And I think that's what you guys were able to accomplish because content rules, that book 
went gangbusters, which basically became almost a textbook for anyone is, getting into it, you know? It's a textbook in my class. <laughs> well, there you go. Now it's a college textbook. You know, we're, we're really blessed that uh, it, it, we, we, every semester we hear from new professors who are using it in their class, and that just blows me mm. away. But no, I mean, and Anne and I, one of the things, I, one of the reasons why I think the book did so well is both we had the goal from day one. We didn't want to write a book that would be out of date as soon as it hit print. You know, that's why we didn't talk a lot about the specific tools. We talked about the theories and the the approaches. And I think that's what resonated with a lot of people. I mean, we got some flack in the early days. Well, you didn't tell me how to blog. Well, okay, there's a million other places you can go find. And we put resources in there to do that. Um, but yeah, we wanted to focus on the, the, what you had to think about. And it's one of those weird things where we're talking about doing a revision for it now. And we're like, well, what do we add? What do we change? You know? And right. you know, we realized like, like I vividly remember from the, the paper when the hardcover came back out and a year later writing the paperback, Instagram came out and we didn't have anything about social photography. And it was, it was like, I was like, Oh my God, we do have to kind of add that in there. Mm-hmm. So there's been a few, a few things in the last five years that we might need to put into <laughs> five years, but, yeah. but without focusing on tools. So no, we're happy. We're, it's a, it, and it video, was, the power of video and uh, yeah, all that stuff. So you rolled off of that incredible success. And I, and I think that sometimes when we have success, sometimes it can play against us psychologically because if we yep. reach one plateau, then we think we have to consistently hit that plateau. And that can set us up for all sorts of ridiculousness psychologically. Yeah. But you rolled off of that and then wrote a completely <laughs> different book. Yeah. Yeah. I went from writing, you know, the be- I went from writing one of the best sellers around the world in content marketing to writing basically a motivational self-help leadership book uh, called Amazing Things Will Happen. But it was it was the book I've always wanted to write. I mean, literally, if I if I write anything else in my life, that'll be I that'll be gravy because I, amazing things will happen. I wanted to write a guidebook for my kids to, to give them permission to chase their dreams and to give other people permission. Cause I kept hearing these people say, Oh God, well you're doing this CC, but you know, I can't, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And they'd always stop. Oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you know, that's the thing. You have yeah. to figure out what you want to do first and then work your butt off to make it happen. But yeah, no, I, I'm while it, it was nowhere near as successful as content rules was, I, it, in here Mm. i mean i'm proud of both you know it's like having which which is your favorite kid you don't pick one but i at the end of the day the fact that and also the funny thing my parents content rules oh my son has a book that's awesome they didn't understand it it's not for their world amazing things will happen my dad still buys them 10 at a time and then has me sign them and he gives them out to his (laughs) friends that being a small town the fact that my dad does that just you know, it just floors me. Oh yeah, we didn't even cover that. Like you did, you grew up in a small town, and now you live in a big world. Yeah, I still think it's funny. So the small town was great because let's face it, it's very. very we've talked about this. Very similarities between social media and small town. Where you know, I did. I went to the same high school. My dad went. You know, I grew up with both sets of my grandparents less than a mile from my house. You know, it was church suppers and church on Sunday. There was, you know, high school ba- basketball or baseball or football games on the weekend. Everybody knew you. It wasn't your CC. It's, oh, your Joyce's grandson. And, I mean, I, I married my high school sweetheart. The reason we moved, the reason why my first job, my, my wife, when I was graduating high, college, said, I don't care where you get a job. It just has to be outside of New England. Because she was sick of being, oh, you're Stanley's daughter. She's like, no, I'm Laura. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between that. And it, it instilled the fact that, you know, you help other people out. You say good morning. You say hello. I still, no matter what city I am in, anywhere in the world, I say hello to people on the street. Yeah. 
and it freaks them out. It, yeah. You know, I it's just like no, just say hi. That's yeah. it's uh, it's not hard. My wife grew up in Hawaii, and she still thinks I'm kind of bizarre because I, everyone's my friend everywhere I go. Yeah. Because I too grew up in a small city, uh, coincidentally the same city as Marissa Mayer, uh, CEO oh. of Yahoo. She's also she was on uh, Marcus's wife, my my brother. You know Marcus. Yep. Uh, his wife Emily uh, was on the same cheerleading squad with her. Just a little side no note way. There for you. So <laughs> I want to read just a little bit out of Amazing Things that Will Happen because I think part of your heartbeat behind this is probably a product of that kind of environment where you learned probably work ethic, you learned kindness, and you learned connection, you learned community, etc. So let me just take a moment and read this okay. little excerpt. Amazing Things Will Happen makes it clear that once you figure out what you want out of life, if you work very hard day in and day out, you can make it happen. But you have to be a good human in addition to doing the work. As you achieve success, never forget to be kind to others. Help those who need it and share everything you've learned with all those who ask. Follow these principles in your life and amazing things will happen. That felt good to hear. <laughs> it does. Uh -huh. I mean, I firmly, firmly believe that. I believe that I think, and it worries me because I worry if I've taught my kids this enough, the, the work hard, the work ethic, because that's something you can't, you don't know. You yeah. will never know. Um, as my dad says, you, you teach them everything and you hope they listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the, the be kind part is the part that kind of gets forgotten about really quickly is that, you know, when I look around and I see businessmen and businesswomen being extremely successful and not giving back, and it's not just a money give back, trust me. I mean, money is a mm. great thing, but it's just giving back and caring about more than just yourself is something that I think if there was, and it sounds so fuzzy, but I mean, if there was more of that in the world, we'd be a lot happier. And I just, I try to live my life that way. I mean, if a friend calls, I'm there, you know, mm. growing up in a small town, when you know Sally's dad died, the whole community pulled together, and there was meals there. Wash was being done. You know, you don't, you didn't think about it. You just did it, and that's how I'm wired. And I hope that by putting my words down on paper and putting them out there to people, that even if one or two people read it, um, the other day actually, funny. The other day I got a message. Amazing things will happen has been translated into Arabic, but I didn't know if the book ever came out. I never heard. And I got an email from a woman who saw it at the library and she said, I read her English was broken. And she's like, I read your book and it totally changed my day. And I think it's going to change my life. And I'm sitting mm. here near, you know, in tears, like what, say what some girl in Saudi Arabia read words that I wrote and it mattered that much. Yeah. I, it's 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 mind it's mind boggling yeah. that that's true. <laughs> and, oh. You know, but I think that's something that's very unique about CC Chapman is that you are CC Chapman. Like you're not full of full of pomp and circumstance. Like anyone who's been around you, anyone that knows you, knows your warmth and kindness, knows your generosity. I mean, that's something that in this day and age where it's really dog eat dog and um, in the corporate business world where people are yeah. throwing people under the bus and they're, they're CCing their colleagues who may have made a grammatical error to their managers just to kind of, you know, get one up on them. Like that stuff, that sucks. Yeah. It and does then suck. people like yourself are refreshing. Well, thank you. It's just, it's one of those things. 
I always remember when the podcasting stuff took off back in the day. I mean, I had the, you know, I was being paid to podcast back in the day. That's just ridiculous. But I remember my dad, blue collar, New England, New Hampshire guy, says to me, I'll never forget it. He goes, he goes, I'm really glad this didn't go to your head. You could have really been a big a-hole. <laughs> you know, and, and I laughed. I said, Dad, it's because you raised me right. I mean, yeah. I... Hum- humility being humble yeah. I, you know I, I joke about being the humble new englander it's just it's it's just it's my dna and i yeah. and you, you're right there's not enough but people like us we you can you can tell the person within five minutes you know oh, no 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 or yes yeah um, and thankfully that's one of the beautiful things about the internet and social media is that it allows you to find those people that like we if it wasn't for the internet you and I would probably have never crossed paths, you right. know, and I love the fact that technology enables that to happen. Yeah. And, you know, along those lines of you being kind and winning over friends, you know, we talked about the rat pack earlier, like <laughs> you've been able to like be around really special people. Right. And more than that, instead of you following the path of business and corporate with such a yeah. successful book as Content Rules, you chose to go more towards doing good work, to yeah. um, doing stuff that had cause, that had movement attached to it. What have you found um, to be like the successes in that area? Like, where would you chalk that up? Like, this is a win. This was amazing. Well, it's. <laughs> And don't say it's like my kids. I can't say which ones I love. No, 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 no. I mean, well, I mean, what what I tell my standard answer is it's been really beautiful on my heart, but it sucks on my wallet Mm. Um, because it really it genuinely honestly has been. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think about like I think about when I was in I had the fortunate to go to Ghana with the one campaign and the work that the the one moms and one dads did to raise awareness for, for the issues in Ghana and other African countries that I feel really proud of. Uh, I feel really good about, um, you know, the fact that like just last month, the electrify electrify Africa bill passed in the, in the U S house and Senate, uh, to help give money to, to bring sustainable electricity to sub-Saharan Africa. The fact that that happened and, you know, four years ago, it was something that just got on my radar when I witnessed it. That I feel really proud about. And I just had a little, little, little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a tiny bit. But it, it just feels good. Those little things feel good. I love the fact that I'm on the president of the board of an organization called Widico here in Boston. The work they do, seeing the work they do for kids with mental illness just makes me proud. Um, it's just there's a bunch of little, little projects. I had, still haven't done the campaign like I still want to take my marketing crazy knowledge that did campaigns for like Shark Week and True Blood and all that and Coca-Cola. I'm still dying for the opportunity to take all that that's in my head and do it for a charity or a nonprofit. That's the the big project hasn't happened yet. And yeah. I'm dying to find it because then I'll be like, ta-da! Because I hate when people are like, CeCe's defined by bringing Coke into Second Life and winning all these awards with the agency world. And I'm like... Yeah, that's all good, and it was awesome. But I, so I'm still waiting for that big project to point. Well, to I have go, some ideas. We'll, we'll we'll take that offline. I got okay. I got some ideas for you. I can make some intros. Um, Sounds good. I don't know if you know this, but my background um, was both ministry and uh, nonprofit. I knew the ministry was in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know exactly what it's like to bust your tail and not make any money. And, you know, you, you feel good in your heart, but yeah, your wallet suffers. In fact, that's kind of why I just made a choice. Like I wanted to go in the corporate world. I wanted to use influence to move people yeah. into doing movements. 
and to doing cause and to doing good. And so now, you know, I feel like I'm finally after, you know, the last almost 10 years starting to see that corner, you know, nice. kind of turning that corner. Nice. Um, so uh, let's kind of talk about the failures. Okay. Like what, what if it hasn't worked for you? What are some of the things that have been really challenging you that maybe even kind of like sunk deep in your gut? Um, hmm. There's been many of them. There's been, I mean, like, so one of the things I realized, uh, I am absolutely the world's worst salesman. Hmm. I can't sell for crap. It's a, it's the humility gets in the way of me selling my, selling myself, my services. So business development is an utter failure. The last 24 months from it has been utter complete failure. I mean, uh, everybody, you know, it's funny. We all put on these faces to the public about, you know, everything's going fine. Everything's awesome. Or whatever the Lego song is, you know? And in, in fact, you know, some, there, there are days when I feel like I'm just treading water, like mm-hmm. you know, trying to keep the head above. Um, so it's, it's, that's been really tough. It was really tough a couple of years ago working with a trying to get this company off a different company off the ground and just you know really putting all the heart and soul into it and when it imploded it was just like I, I was lost mm. lost for months and months and months um, and that's been really for a long time that was heavy heavy baggage mm. um, yeah there were there were some dark days where I was just like you know what this is just do I just throw in the towel and just get some nine to five job. Literally. Like I was like, I should go work at the grocery store. I, I did that all through high school. And I'm like, how to be peaceful and not have to care about any of this crap. Um, thankfully, thankfully I've got, you know, a loving wife who's completely, you know, we're best friends first. So otherwise it, yeah, just those are the failures that come right to mind that I just haven't, I did. You talk, you talk about you focusing. I mm. lost focus. I mm. really did. I need focus and I lost it for a long time and kind of treaded water. And it was funny because true story yesterday, yesterday um, I was watching this uh, conversation between Seth Godin and Gary V talk about night and day crazy. Just <laughs> right. there was, uh, It was the ask Gary V show. I was trying to think what it was. And Seth was talking about focusing and social media and all this stuff. Uh, it's a much longer conversation, but I dropped, I just dropped him an email. I said, Hey, and I'm not, I don't know Seth. He's just been a big influence to me. I dropped him an email. I said, Hey, I just want to thank you for this Ask Gary V show. Da, 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 da. Um, you, you know, the, 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 the clicking around getting lost in the click stream of the internet is something that happens to me some days. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I accomplished nothing and I hate that feeling. Um, and I said, thank you for the reminder that I need to stop that and do stuff. And all he wrote back, I'm going to write a blog, but he, all he wrote back was CC your work matters. Keep it up. And I just went, uh, yeah. I so needed to hear that. And yeah. I was like, cause we don't tell each other that sort of stuff often enough. And I was like, and I just, I just, I was like, I got to write a whole blog post about the, the power yeah. of three simple words. You know, your work matters. I just think, uh, I know that I kind of went off. I ramble. Sorry. No, um, you <laughs> just opened up and, and that's what I love about the show is it gives people a safe place to kind of share. Yeah. And you know, here's something that's really powerful and, and you just kind of pointed out, I said this uh, a couple of shows ago, and, and this was a transformative truth in my life, was when I realized that it's not in who you believe in that transforms your life, but rather who believes in you. Yeah. And all of us just need just that one person. And yeah. you said you have a loving wife. Like sometimes oh. there are days where 
just that is enough to get us to the next day. And then there's other days when freaking Seth Godin <laughs> steps in and gives I, you, you know, another push, right? And yeah. here's an interesting thing. Like when we put ourselves in the place of being open and teachable and um, hungry for that next step, like all the universe kind of stops and says, hey, you're ready for the next step. Right. And um, I believe that for you, Cece. Like, I'm a fan, and I know that your creative prowess and, and genius is um, has prepared you for whatever life is preparing for you. Right. You know. But I think I have a I have a buddy of mine uh, who back from the early days of podcasting, he he did the Buddhist podcast. He still does it, and that, that he was like the first podcast. And I remember I had a conversation with him a few months back, and he said. And I and I, I don't know the Buddhist principle, so I yeah. can't quote it. But he basically basically what it j- jived down to me was he said, "Listen, if all you're throwing is worry and negativity out about not you know worry about yourself, yeah. the universe is never going to help you. If you can't start that little flame of belief yeah. and push it out in the universe, the universe is never going to give you anything to fuel it." And I was like, "And I know I probably but so there's some Buddhist <laughs> listening out there right now going." <laughs> talking about this thing? But, but that was the premise of it was the flame and i went that's really and so i've been trying to focus on that and remind myself of yeah. you know got us because let's face it we are all our own biggest advocates and our biggest deniers right yeah. i mean that yeah. voice in our head the lizard brain going you can't do it what are you thinking you know that and my problem over the last 12 months 14 months whatever was i let that voice completely take over and it's funny because yeah. we are on it anybody who's listening to this who knows me is probably gonna be like say what yeah. you and yeah yeah me because it's really easy when you work from home and you're in your house and uh especially when the kids are gone to school yeah. the house is empty and it's just you and the dog you start getting kind of mopey and questioning and stuff yeah. and you know that's that's dangerous why we have to get out and talk like this mm-hmm. and see people you need that small town you need that human connection no matter how how technology makes it a little bit easier, but you have to have it. And I, I let it go for too long. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. Like, if I could remind you of something some wise, wise man wrote not so long ago. He said, no one can do it alone. And it is the people around you who are going to help make your success happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I've read that before. <laughs> As his face turns red and he just <laughs> gave me the finger. It's awesome. <laughs> here's the thing. Like... Um, I just last week I was talking to somebody and, um, Sean, he just came out and said, you know, I know that I have something epic inside me, but I'm the one standing in my own way. And I probably butchered that quote. Right. But it's true. It really is. And it's one of those, well, it's one of those things. So like, you know, like one of the things I know for me personally, one of my biggest obstacles is, you know, I'm always thinking, well, am I providing enough for the family? purely financially right. i have no worries on the other side i i, I know i'm ta- i i mm-hmm. love that i love my kids love my family but i'm always that's always in the back of my head and when, if that's all you're thinking about then you can't spin the cycles to actually create and do and mm-hmm. chase and hustle i hate oh, sorry i hate that word me too me too me too well it's funny because right right above you can't see it but right above me i have this i'll sh- show you to you after i have this graphic that basically has humble and hustle written together because they both start and end with the same letters mm. and so it says stay humble hustle hard nice. uh and i just I, I saw an artist and i bought it because i'm like i'd rather stay humble for sure because hustle to me is not a good word working hard 
is a good thing, which yeah. I know that's how the good way of hustle. But hustle's always bothered me, that word. Yeah, yeah, because people get caught up in the hustle and they just exhaust themselves because yeah. it's for something that's usually narcissistic, egocentric, and trying to fill some void yeah. that they you know, can't otherwise, you know, connect to. So here's another aspect. Okay. So you, this other, uh, quote I have from another fine scholar, um, said, listening and kindness are two skills that don't get taught in school yet. They are crucial for you to succeed in any capacity. Yeah. They, I think they're absolutely critical. Because uh, if you can't listen, if you don't truly listen, you know, we're, we're, all these conversations are happening. I just watched this great TED talk by a, a NPR host, I can't think of her name, talking about listening. And she was saying that, you know, you really have to be listening. You can't be multitasking. You can't be thinking about something else. You have to be yeah. focused on the moment at hand. Yeah. Um, and kindness, it's, you know, I got a lot of it between the Boy Scouts and church growing up. I also got it from my grandparents. I got it from my family. It's just, it, it, it never I don't know a situation where it ever feels bad to be good to somebody. Right. right. I mean, I always tell people like, if you've never volunteered you, you have to, cause I don't yeah. care if it's a soup kitchen, a coat drive, a 5k, it just feels really good to give to somebody yeah. unconditionally. Um, and I wish they did teach our kids that like I would be, I'm all for mandatory volunteer hours to like graduate high school. So I, I think they're, I wish they did that because mm -hmm. Too many kids, especially uh, like now we're going to get old, this gener the next generation, you know, <laughs> you know, because they, they, they do. They have the, they have technology that we didn't have. We had to go outside and play with our friends. It's the only way we saw them. They don't have to. But I, I would love them to actually get exposed more to the, 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 the giving world rather than just the Kardashians and, mm -hmm. the, and the other pop. I mean, we all had our pop celebrities, too. There's no difference just how we connect. But I wish. There was more of that. I wish they actually actively did it in school, you know. So we're talking to somebody who maybe is experiencing something that you're feeling right now. Okay. Um, the dip, as uh, Seth yeah. Godin would call. And, like, the goods are there. Um, it's the timing. And yeah. I believe that it's in the timing that dreams are made. Because you cannot stay on the mountaintop. You have to come down to regroup. Yeah. And when you regroup, you come back with more enthusiasm, more creativity, and a new perspective. I think that that's, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. No, I in you know, so I'm, I'm both speaking that to you as well as to anyone who's listening. So with that same premise, let's take a look at the, at, at the next hill. Like, what is it that you would tell somebody? As if you were looking into the mirror right now, what wisdom do you bring and what conversation do you need to have in your head that you may not be having right now? I think the biggest thing, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is you have to make sure it's the right hill because, you know, I get this a lot as an author. People are like, Cece, I want to write this book. And I go, okay, what I always, I, my standard answer is, okay, I'm going to send you a blank book proposal that was sent to me. Can you write a book proposal? Because having the idea, as opposed to writing a book proposal where you have to outline it all, that's going to tell you if you're really committed to the idea and if it is a big enough idea. Because let's face it, an idea for a blog post versus an idea for a book is miles and miles apart. It's the difference between 
walking out the front door and running a marathon. It's yeah. totally different things. So I think you have to make sure it's the right hill you want to go up to. I know whenever I'm thinking about something new, I my, my usual rule is I have to like nonstop think about it for two weeks before I consider it real. And this is for a bigger project. Like yeah. I can't escape it. Like because we all have those fleeting moments of oh, wouldn't it be cool to open a coffee shop or wouldn't it be awesome to do this? But then you in the next day there's something else awesome that pops up. But it's those ideas where you're in the shower and it pops in your head and it won't go away. And then it keeps coming back and you start doodling things and you start – those are the ideas that you got to put something behind. And then if you've got one of those ideas, whatever it is, you have to really figure out – just like I'll play off the mountain metaphor that you asked because I'm a big hiker guy. So, you know, do you, are you in the shape to do it? You know, do you have – if it's starting a new business, can you do it alone or is there other skills you need to bring in? Um, do you have the resources, time, money, talent, all those things play in because let's face it. If you're going to start a new business, you got to do that. If you're going to start a new book, do you have the six months to dedicate to writing to it? And then the year afterwards to promote it. Um, you know, I think those, I think not enough people, you know, whenever I'm on stage, I use this quote from Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln talking about, you know, give me six hours to chop down the tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. I think that just yeah. fits so much because yeah. we all want to just dive in, but very few people want to take the time to, I mean, that's why I've got, you know, my notebooks are always full of doodles and writing stuff because you got to take the time to really figure out, is this right? And then if you're married or have a significant other or a partner or anything like that, if it's really big, the other part, this is the other part is you have to communicate to the people that it's going to affect because it's rarely just you, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, your roommates, whether it's, uh, you know, you know, any, before I do anything big, I always, you know, sit down and talk to my wife about it because it's going to affect them. If I'm going to put the time and effort and money into it or just the time even, you have to have that conversation. I think too many people skip over that mm-hmm. um, and just start hiking up the mountain. And then, and I've done that. I've done it plenty of times. I've gone running up the mountain and then run out of steam, trip and fall, one of those yeah. things. And then you fall back down. But the trips where you actually stop and you really figure it out, and you still may not, not ever reach the top because yeah. you can't hit a home run every time, right? And God, we're going all the metaphors today, all the cliches. <laughs> but it's true. And I just think, but you are right. Once you hit some success, the truly passionate, crazy ones want more. And it's not always about more money. It's not about more, you know, glamour or whatever, you know, attention. Sometimes it's just, you know, like like the idea of retirement, I can never comprehend. Mm-hmm. I just, I, 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 there's always something I want to do. I, I My to-do list never, ever ends. Yeah, um, there's a, I think, especially even for you, like the thought of legacy, you know, what I hear and listening to you talk about wanting to do good and wanting to be a part of the causes and the movements and you want to sink your teeth into something that that's, that's legacy talk right there. You know, you want to leave a mark. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, when people gather around at my funeral, I just want them, I don't want them to speak any ill will for me. I want them to be like, Oh yeah, he helped me do this or he helped me. And that, that's the legacy I want. I mean, do I have bigger plans for a legacy? Yeah. I would love a bigger, le- but I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, as long as people spoke nicely of me, I, I'd be content with that. So here's some thoughts on getting up that next hill. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Simplify, <laughs> focus, and attack. Uh, for those of you listening, he just held up my book and showed it to me and read from it. Yeah, no. I, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
I know. Maybe I should read my own book again. It's been a, a little while since I've read it. Uh, maybe I'll listen to the audio book, which I've never done. Well, I want to uh, bring us in for a landing here. I want to just encourage anyone who's listening a little nugget that um, I just thought about. And I, you know, here's the thing is we all want to be something, um, but we always see it from the perspective of we're not yet. I'm this, but I want to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm here, but I want to be there. Psychologically, I think there's just a mind hack that just says if you put it in first person and active tense, something d- dynamic changes. You know, like I am a writer was what, you know, Goins, uh, Goins said, Jeff yeah. Goins, and, and I am a painter. I am a programmer. I'm a yep. coder. I'm a speaker. I'm a whatever. Like that's one thing of, you know, getting to that point. If you're listening to this in light of everything we just shared, you know, getting to that point where you finally connect with this is who I am. And we don't always get there because the reality is this is a journey. Yeah. And where I am today is not where I'm going to be tomorrow. Thank God, right? Very, very. And that's something that I wish more young kids would realize. Their schools are telling they've got to figure it all out, you know, to go to college. And the truth is the jobs our kids are going to have are ones that don't even exist yet, some of them. And it is, you know, very the the old journey of going up a ladder, It's more like a hurricane sometimes. So because you don't know, right? I mean, you know, and for those of those people listening who are want to do something more than just the nine to five, something different, their path is automatically going to be hard, uh, different. It's going to take weird curves that they never mm-hmm. expected. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'd like to think that those journeys end up in the really cool places, and you Me and too. you see stuff along the way, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I want to read to close us out. It says this, I don't promise the world, but I do promise that if you work hard, stay true to yourself, be a good person, help others, and listen to those around you, amazing things will happen. And for those of you that are listening, I hope that you take that to heart. Because I know for Cece and for myself, we've been on a crazy journeys, our own personal lives that have not always gone the turns we thought and not always uh, been the right mountains. But we're still here, we're still kicking, and we're still making a difference in the world. So, Cece, thank you so much for your time, man. Thanks for having me, buddy. I'm super grateful for Cece coming out of the show and just being transparent and his his typical generous self. He is an amazing uh, man, and I'm so thankful for him. Um, I hope you got some great content out of this uh, particular interview. Obviously, if you are working on something new or want to be working on something new, this obviously has some great stuff for you. In addition, if you are trying to expand uh, your future, one of the best ways that I think you can uh, move ahead is just through the people you know. It's been said that the difference between where you are now and where you want to be in the next five years is determined by the books you read and the people you associate. And one of those important critical components, I believe, is the people you associate. So I want to help you because for many people, that can be very intimidating. And I recorded a podcast that's been one of my top downloaded podcasts on networking. And it's entitled Networking with uh, Credibility and uh, or with Effectiveness and Credibility. And so what I did is I took a lot of that content and I put it all into an ebook that I've made available. It's a free download you can find on my website at angusnelson.com forward slash networking. 
and it will spell out for you some of the practical tips about connecting with people in such a way that you add value. And one of those is one of those important pieces is that you don't have anything in expectation of return. And I think that's kind of what we were talking about today is just being in a place of giving, a place of generosity. I don't think you can ever lose when you come from that position. So that's a little nugget I have for you today. Um, Obviously, it would be great if you could go to iTunes and put in a review. And uh, finally, if you want to be a part of this great community that we're assembling, I'd love to have you come join us. Go onto Facebook. Go into the little search term in Facebook, that little box up there at the top in the blue, and put in up in your business and you'll find the up in your business private group where we are assembling a community of people for open dialogue and discussion around uh, leadership and becoming self-aware and um, yeah we're trying to unpack some more stuff there again go to facebook search the term up in your business and then come and ask to be admitted there i'll make sure you get in and we can start some dialogue there Uh, With that, thank you all so much for your time today. Really grateful for you being with me on this journey. Um, Last week, if you didn't listen to episode 25, I highly recommend that to you because I think that's kind of the catalyst of everything that I'm trying to do is helping you become your most effective self. Uh, May you live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com.